Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. This week's episode takes us from the roller derby to a zombie walk with Roller Dolls members, Jenny Dahmer and Kapowski. Then we hear from Mike Hart, a fresh produce advertising agency. Willie Walk could be proud. We taught imagination and creativity. And he also talks about being in different bands and how he enjoys percussion. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Lift them high and say congratulations to a remarkable young couple that will now be a remarkable little family. Brittany and Brandon Hansen. Their little pumpkin, Scarlet Joe, arrived early a couple weeks ago. Pictures are awesome. Everybody looks happy. In fact, I would say that uh, the smiles on those faces are all pure joy. Perhaps you remember Brittany. She's been on before as a guest and then also as the guest host to interview me for my 100th episode. You know what? It's fun to take a look at those Facebook pictures, and I loved one of the comments uh, in reference to little Scarlet Joe. She hit the lottery for parents. It's time to pick a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and or Instagram automatically entered. We draw one name each week, and this week we say congratulations to Malia Lukomsky. She wins herself a pizza from Sunny's Pizzeria. Congratulations. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sunny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sunny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. And what made Dave smile this week? I'll tell you what. Artists supporting artists. Last Saturday night, the wife and I went to Mighty Corson Art Players for their production of American Hero. It was outstanding. And it was a very immediate jump up from all the people to give a standing ovation. But of course, what was great, it was artists supporting artists. Uh, Carrie and I got there fairly early, and as uh, everybody starts to come in, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, they were in this show, they were in that show. 
And we're not just talking about AMCAP productions. We're talking about every theater that we talk about on this show had people there supporting fellow thespians. It was great. So honorable mention this week to artists supporting artists. Later in the show, Mike Hart from Fresh Produce Ad Agency. Coming up next, it's Jenny Dollar and Kapowski from the Roller Dolls on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. For him, every day is a Holly Day. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. It is always a pleasure. You know I like to say that right off the bat. To talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And this one is so fun because... You've got such entertainment, just in their names, even. Joining us from the Roller Dolls, we have Kapowski and Jenny Dahmer, who apparently has her own television show right now. <laughs> not, not true, not true. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jenny, it's actually your second time on the show. My second time, yeah. Yeah, so welcome back, but uh, Miss Kapowski... Yep. It's great to have you on here for the first time. Thank you for having uh, me. And I, I recently saw you because uh, we had come out for your benefit that you were doing. Yep. But this time around, we're here to talk about a zombie walk. Yes, we oh, are. Oh, let's get scary and spooky then. Awesome. So yeah. the the Roller Dolls are uh, hosting Zombie Walk on Saturday, October 29th. And it'll be at 8th and Railroad is where we'll do Mm -hmm. parade button selling and registration pictures, that sort of deal. And that's where the parade will start. Um, The parade starts at 3 p.m. and registration's from 12 to 3. 12 to 3. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, then where will the walk take place? So it'll go down 8th. Okay. And then we'll turn on to Dakota and it'll Mm -hmm. end at 6th and Dakota. All right. And uh, I'm I'm assuming will there be some like prizes and different things? Oh, absolutely! Because we got zombies, and you got to reward them for taking the time, right? Yeah. So we do we do a photo contest every year that is super popular. Yeah. So there's different categories that you can be in, like a group category. There's a category for kids and teens and adults, mm-hmm. um, and then there will be voting for all of those photos for the next week after Zombie Walk, and then of course whoever has the most votes right. will win uh, we've got some great prizes i've been talking to some people from washington pavilion we've got common sense is a oh, big yeah. sponsor of ours this year so they're giving us like 500 dollars in prizes this wow year. so some some big stuff so we're we're really excited and again it's 
the the costume contest is definitely one of the highlights of Zombie Walk. Yeah, and you'll even have some prizes from the Dave Holly Hour. Yes, we sure do. <laughs> and Chasers, where we happen to be yeah. recording this, right. just happened to work out. Uh, you know, in, in terms of some logistics and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, that's because it's a Sunday. <laughs> you probably would hear that any day of the week out here, but uh, it is a Sunday, and they've got NFL football going on. Um, and but also it's because. Well, you know, my wife and I were already here having a little day drink time. Yes. Uh, and uh, we enjoy it out here, first of all, because we like to support people that support us. And uh, so uh, I host trivia every Tuesday out here. So that's the reason we were out here. But again, you know, hey, we never, we never apologize when we record live someplace because if there's noise in the background, that means they're busy. Mm-hmm. And we love to support local. And that's why Absolutely. we have roller dolls on here as well. So, Jen, how many people are we talking about that like to participate in a zombie walk? Gosh, it's uh, yeah, well, probably... It depends on the year and the weather. Right. Yeah. We're um, looking at least like several hundred, sometimes wow. up to like a thousand like people. Mm-hmm. That was... Probably more so like pre-COVID. It's been a long-standing like roller dolls tradition and something Mm -hmm. that's just coming back this year. So we're kind of feeling it out and hopefully we can gather a a big crowd and kind of bring it back in in all its glory. So yeah, Yeah. I think the Facebook hits are up to 1,700 now. Wow. Will all of them walk in the parade? No, but 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 still. Spectators, yeah. So we usually have thousands of spectators, but... Zombies, 500 to 1,500-ish, depending oh, on the year. Oh, that sounds right. You know, that's great. Which is a tremendous number yes, of zombies. Yes, it is, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like uh, I always uh, said, you know, I haven't used the word in a while, but I've referred to it as the pandemic. Not the pandemic. The pandemic. Because, damn it, it got in the way of a lot of stuff. Yes, it did. Sure <laughs> it did. So, you know, I, I think that is a kind of a, a new litmus test for people is uh, when events like this take place now, uh, we really have to compare it to like three years ago or four years ago even. Absolutely. So that, you know, we, we kind of have a, a good judgment on, you know, how many people actually are coming into this and having a good time. Uh, now, do both of you like to dress up as zombies for this as well? Um, I sure do. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So probably years before I was a official roller doll, um, it's, Something I guess uh, a couple of my best friends got into way way before I did, and then I kind of tagged along, and we did the the group zombie thing. We actually won the the contest a couple oh, wow. times, so that. that's super awesome. exciting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, I'm gonna recuse myself this year, but <laughs> I will uh, <laughs> I will still uh, dress up. I think we're gonna do like a, a Bob's burgers thing so um, oh, fun. for our little yeah. team yeah. and how about yeah. you Kapowski then uh, we my husband and I started doing zombie walk the first year that we moved to mm-hmm. South Dakota um, so that was what eight years ago I didn't I wasn't a roller doll then. I didn't uh, realize that was who ran it. And then I was like, oh, roller dolls. And then I ended up joining Roller Derby. <laughs> and here we are. Now we're planning it. So, uh, yeah. So we've we've been involved in it every year for the last eight, dressing up. And I've even had my children in the zombie walk uh-huh. parade as different characters, depending on the theme. So, and, yeah. and this year, what are you going to be going as? Uh, this year, I will be going as the crazy lady running around in the background making sure everything <laughs> works. Uh, 
So you know, I'll, the- I'll just be in my zombie makeup, and um, uh, we have no official theme this year. So okay. we're, we're letting people... We're taking a step back. So you back. can freelance just, on this one. You yeah. get to freelance on this one. Yeah. We thought, you know, first year back, let's just keep it simple. Leave it open. And, and leave it open and uh, let people's creativity run wild. Because when we do, man, the, the stuff that we get, we've had so many awesome costumes. Just, right. And, I'm looking and, forward to it. And going back to what the Jenny talked about, that she's going to recuse herself. You know, take it from somebody that's probably in a few trials, uh, a Dahmer, that would be yes. able to use a legal term like recuse. <laughs> I, I, I like that. You, you get extra Her points for that. colors are showing through. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, what, a, what a, uh, attracted you first to being in a zombie walk? Uh-huh. And then, what okay. got you into the roller dolls? Let's see. Um, zombie walk kind of started out while well, it's something my, my friends were doing. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But um, I'm a huge fan of like horror. I mean, Halloween, all that. Mm-hmm. So um, just something that that attracted me, um, you know, to participate. Um, roller dolls. I, I mean, I got started in roller derby a little over a year ago now. And um, you know, I'm now actively playing as a part of two teams and mm-hmm. I was just super excited to, um, be invited to come pla- practice and play with them. And, um, it's just a great group of gals that, that yeah. I get to work with. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Same question for you then, Kapowski. What first got you introduced to a zombie? And then secondly... <laughs> What made you take that jump to become a roller doll? Yeah, um, kind of along the same route as Jen, Jenny Dahmer. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we love Halloween. Uh, my husband and I, our house is October 1st. Everything is decorated. <laughs> Good for you. We're the weirdos on the block that have decorations up for a month. Uh, so we love Halloween, well, and Santa this was Claus, so perfect. We have Santa Claus stuff year round. There you go, <laughs> perfect. Yep. So yeah, if I could have it my way, then our house would just be constantly Halloween mm-hmm. decorated. Um, so yeah, we it was like a natural fit. We saw it advertised. We're like, oh, we're going, perfect. And uh, we just kept coming back because it was such a it was so much fun. It was such a great time. The roller dolls. Uh, I actually saw a flyer for them when I was axe throwing downtown with my husband on our anniversary and i thought i love roller skating i'm gonna try that i can do that now what year anniversary was that because i i I know about paper uh, and copper and all those others but i've never seen axe throwing in in the the list of anniversaries there's there's uh we can always change it yeah um (laughs) these things are amendable that's what trends are for yeah it was our what fourth fourth year anniversary yeah it had to have been so Yep, four years throwing axes at a wall together. That sounds yeah. about right. And yeah. and then you say, well, this roller yeah. doll thing. How about that axe sounds throwing kind of and roller derby? Ooh. I, I mean, that could create quite the <laughs> element of, of wow. fun. Wow. We just did. We just create a new sport. I, I think you may have. I, I'm a fan, but I yeah. kind of suck at axing. And Dave, I have to ask <laughs> because yes. I just noticed this in front of me, and I don't remember this. Is this like a Halloween? themed microphone well, deal here we have purple kind of yes kind of kind of no okay uh, i i do like the halloween colors especially that purple has been uh, integrated into halloween 
Uh, I'm a purple fan because it's the uh, clothing color that looks good on me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm an orange fan because the Denver Broncos are orange. But what the really uh, cool thing about purple and orange is, is uh, I love South Dakota sunsets. And uh, there was a time when I worked at a radio station in Brookings and I had to do a football game in Hamlin County. Uh, and their high school football field was right next to a lake at about 7.30 that night when the kickoff was just starting. The sun was purple and orange, and it reflected off that lake, but it was years before we had smartphones to be able to get a good picture of it. But I will never forget that moment. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's what I love, you know, the, you the go, purple awesome. and the orange together. And, like uh, you it's know, that's, combo. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh, my wife now has a cricket, so be on the lookout for T-shirts for sale. Yes, <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. All right. So tell us about uh, Roller Dolls. Uh, you, you both got interested in it after seeing a zombie walk but mm -hmm. what do the roller dolls do in the community besides just you know put on a, a fun time from from time to time yeah absolutely so uh the roller dolls started in 2006 so we've been they've been around for quite a while and it's uh, they have taken on so many different things uh in the community um they're a very well known established group uh when i joined three years ago uh, right before COVID, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, um, that was one of the things that really draw me to the Roller Dolls. It was just this very um, passionate group of, of women that were about empowering each other and uplifting mm -hmm. one another. And you could tell that they really cared about their sport and they right. really cared about one another. So it was, a, it was a very welcoming community right away and it just drew you right in. And so um, you, I feel like you've got to have that kind of trust and that kind of community when you're uh, actively running into each other at full speed on roller skates. <laughs> so, please um, protect me. Please protect me, yeah. or 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 they're going to throw you into somebody to get a point. Either way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of what drew me in. So this year. Uh, we've done things like um, served at the banquet. Yeah, oh, no. we served at the, the no, not the um, banquet. Sorry, Bishop the Bishop Dudley, Dudley House. Bishop yep. Dudley, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just had a cancer benefit. Right. That's where yeah. you were at, right? Uh, we support different charities. So uh, one of our mixers, for example, was uh, if you brought in food for Feeding South Dakota, and we donated those to. Mm -hmm. Uh, feeding South Dakota, and then of course putting on entertainment, right? right. So we host different mixers and we uh, in different games, and we skate around and entertain Sioux Falls on roller skates. Right. So. Well, and you know one of the other things that I saw, uh, it wasn't roller dolls per se, but uh, at the Pride game mm -hmm. at the Canaries, uh, I know that Fister and her husband Hotshot uh, actually had a little race around. Oh yeah, uh, and, and so yeah. of course, so it's like. You know, it's great to see that uh, organizations get out and, and do something uh, and so forth. But, you know, it, it's also fun to see uh, roller derby. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up with the original roller derby and so yeah, forth. Yeah, we, we missed and that. But yeah, well, right. you know, because, because, I've seen it. <laughs> you know, because what, what's cool about it is, is the fact that you actually did bring it back in that form with roller skates. You know, mm -hmm. would have been easy to do. You know the inline skates and so forth, uh, but no, 
You gotta have those four wheels and that bumper and the stopper and everything else. Yeah. The whole deal. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, were you a roller skater prior then? I I was. That was uh, so. I grew up in Muskegon, Michigan. So okay. Was, I'm not a South Dakota kid, and that was our thing. Every Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, you were at the wow. skating rink, and that is what you did, and that's where. Uh, that's where I spent my childhood when I wasn't running around outside in the woods. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yay, Michigan. Uh, so, so yeah, um, I, I've been skating my whole life. It was something I always really enjoyed. So, when I did see that poster, I was like, I could totally do this. Yeah. This is something. Were, were you ready to my fall wheelhouse. down and everything, though? Uh, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I had I'd seen a little bit of roller derby. I actually went to my first actual live game once I had joined the Roller Dolls. They played in Brookings, mm-hmm. and that was like the first one that I watched live. And um, I remember watching Riot Rita, and she skates with us all the time. Uh, she skates up with the Watertown team as well, and she was skating for Brookings at that time. And uh, I remember watching her flying around the track and just, she's just this tiny little thing and she was just running into people full force and she was spinning around and jumping i'm like whoa i was hooked i was so hooked i'm like okay i'm coming back i'm I'm gonna do this and this is gonna be a great time and i it has been it's been wonderful so jenny were you skating prior um, you know, not not really, <laughs> not for not for Most some of time. So totally, I, really, skills, I rollerbladed yeah. like um, probably like as a teenager, and I did like. I guess I am of the age that when I was in elementary school, we had the basement kind of roller rink thing. Okay. So like for for gym class, I think on like a special day, you got to go downstairs <laughs> and roller skate. And it was like so, so fun. But <laughs> I don't know. For me, like, yeah, I just thought about doing roller derby like for for so long. And all of a sudden, like this opportunity presented itself. And I'm like why why not so just kind of went for it and i only hope that someday i can be as good as uh, the gals that i get to play with so what's been what's been the most fun for you in it what's been the most fun for me Hmm. um really i i do love just giving back to my community um in general like we we do a lot of things i don't know if we mentioned it already but um the zombie walk itself um, you know, it's not only a, a fundraiser for us, but a portion of the proceeds we actually um, pick another nonprofit mm-hmm. um, for someone to go go to. So this year, it's actually going to be going to B Squad Rescue. Um, so mm-hmm. super excited um, to be giving back. In fact, we were out at Glacial um, Glacial Lakes last night. Yes, oh, we were. Wow. Um, they were out there with um, some pups, which was super exciting. Kapowski oh. was skating around downtown, <laughs> harassing people with wires. So a lot of people harassed. Selling yeah. selling buttons <laughs> and stuff for zombie walk. So we had a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And the dogs were there dressed up in their costumes. It was Mm -hmm. so good. All right, so we've already got costumes we're talking about. Okay, and and costumes, we will see plenty of them at the Zombie Walk on the 29th. And, uh, you know, that's one of the great things uh, to see just how many people do come out and that are so enthralled by it and and ready to have fun. That has to bring a bit of joy and and pride to, to all of you, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yep. Yeah. The, the first year that I helped with Zombie Walk, I did zombie makeup. 
and just like the little kids coming through and mm-hmm. they were so excited to be in costume and they were so excited to like step in the blood bath and get drenched <laughs> in blood like a little weird but um, it was it was great and um, yeah just to see like all that joy in that community it was um, it was wonderful to be a part of and yeah looking forward to recreating that experience again it's it's been hard being off for a couple of years, years. yeah yep. you so. know so we've talked about it as a, a a bit of entertainment in terms of uh, Halloween uh, you know and easy to do so but how do you feel that uh, roller derby becomes entertaining what would you say is the most entertaining aspect of it Ooh. Um, the the big hits of course you know uh, watching uh, watching somebody just get leveled is always interesting uh, even yeah. when you're on the sidelines you're going ooh that um, yeah I, I think it's that and then it's it's not often that you see women playing such a physical, physical sport. Right. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like football and hockey on roller skates right. with less padding. So, <laughs> True. Uh, right. Yeah. So um, it's it's really interesting to see women in such a physical domineering uh, role, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's part of the empowerment of it too. Right. Is it's just badass women being badass so how did the uh, name kapowski come about uh so it, it actually came from my husband so it's based off of kelly kapowski from saved by the bell okay and uh so it's meant to be like kapowski right like taking a punch but you know but still a beautiful person i guess so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, the other thing so that, that's know, what my husband would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What uh, is also entertaining is the fact that uh, you kind of costume it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. So, uh, if we come out to see Kapowski and we come out to see Jenny Dahmer, what are we going to see first of all? So, like our our last mixer was Halloween themed as well. Mm-hmm. So I had um, my face was all spider webs and spiders running down the side of my face so it depends on the event uh-huh but there's usually some very awesome awesome makeup makeup yeah. going yeah. on the girls are super creative always lots of glitter right. <laughs> um, i was asked to be a part of one called um tiaras and oh now i'm forgetting tiaras and shoot well, I forgot. Well, toddlers. It gives us an idea. Toddlers and tiaras. No. <laughs> yes. Toddlers and roller derby. That's our <laughs> other sport besides the axe throwing. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they, they were wearing like tutus and it was it was fantastic. So here you have these women just running into each other and skating full force and they're like glitter and rainbows and, and tutu wearing. It's fantastic. So they're super creative. Right. Oh, Jenny, do you have like a? I don't have a yeah, signature yeah. look yet. Okay. Like I, unfortunately, I missed the lax mixer because I I fell ill. But I was really thinking, and I didn't know how appropriate it would be with a TV show coming out. But that if I had like blood coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> um, that I could 
feel that could also be misinterpreted very easily for like actual bleeding, which does happen. Um, so I'm like, I don't know, like go that route, like do I? Like, but I didn't get a chance to test it out. So maybe next time. Well, you, you know, the the roller dolls and uh, I do have uh, something in common in terms of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Late night booming. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. We have yes. Late night You've been on late night booming, and and there's this guy that uh, is a crotchety old guy in a wheelchair <laughs> uh, that is their producer, quote unquote, of the show. And um, well, I may have a little bit of resemblance to him. Yeah. <laughs> I sashed you. I was the yes. one that crowned you. What was it, Little Miss South Dakota? I think Little it Miss was. South Dakota. Yes, yep. that's right. Was. That was so much fun. It was such a good time. Oh, great time indeed. And Zombie Walk will be a great time, I am sure. So again, uh, give us the details on the time, the place, everything else that's going along with it. Perfect. Will do. So again, Zombie Walk is Saturday, October 29th. And that will be at 8th and Railroad. We will do makeup and selling parade buttons from 12 to 3 o'clock. The buttons are $5. And again, all proceeds go to the Sioux Falls uh, Roller Dolls as well as B-Squad Dog Rescue. Mm -hmm. uh, the parade will start at 3. It will go down 8th and we will turn um, north on Dakota. And it will end at 6th and Dakota Avenue. Um, what am I missing, Jen? Is that it? Um, it's hosted by Remedy Brewing Company. Oh, so it certainly is. That, and uh, let's see, Common thing. Sense is a big sponsor of ours, along with Jensen Insurance. Can't forget about those guys. They've been awesome this year. Costume contest. Uh, we'll have Mamarazzi out there taking photos for the costume contest and putting those online. And yeah, zombie, if you, zombie makeup. Yep. Oh, yes, zombie makeup. Oh, yeah. We will do your makeup for you if you want to just show up. That's always great. Get in the bloodbath and we'll spray you down. And yeah, yeah, that, that's about all of it. Oh, if you want to be a part of Zombie Walk, uh, we do have our volunteers sign up on the Zombie Walk website as well as on our Facebook group. So we still need uh, parade wranglers, essentially mm -hmm. working like security, people to help put up barricades, people to help do right. the bloodbath, that sort of thing. So it's a great way to get into the parade for free and then get a free beer from Remedy afterwards. We'll feed you <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a fun time. But uh, so let's uh, wrap up then with uh, the fact that uh, this is a show about arts and entertainment. Roller dolls are a big part of the entertainment in the sports area that goes on and, and overall, really, uh, in the Sioux Empire. And uh, I will ask you first, Kapowski, because Jen's been on the show before. Ken. When you were not a part of this, what do you like to be entertained by? Hmm. When I'm not a part of this, I do a lot of reading. Okay. I'm a science teacher, so oh, wow. um, I do enjoy... <laughs> what grades? Uh, I teach middle school. Okay. So, um, a great way to unwind is with roller derby. <laughs> 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 Yay! Uh, they asked me how I stay so calm at work. I'm like, <laughs> I got practice tonight. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I like to do uh, a lot of reading, and uh, I love science-y things, so going to museums, um, that sort of deal. We blow up pumpkins in the backyard every year, so we... Science experiments at home right. always turn out well. And um, I also really love checking out the stuff that downtown Sioux Falls has to offer. Mm. So going to the State Theater and right. seeing a lot of those throwback shows, um, checking out uh, like axe throwing and that sort of thing downtown. They've got such a 
cool variety of stuff. So no doubt about that. Any other hobbies? Yeah. Ooh, I make a lot of salsa. Oh, oh, we garden. I didn't Hello. know this. Yeah. Huh. I, yeah. My, well, my husband's the horticulture teacher at Southeast Tech. <laughs> so we have a greenhouse at our disposal. And um, so we grow a lot of our stuff. And um, we we make a lot of salsa and soup and spaghetti sauce and those kind of weird things. Oh, wow. So, Tis yeah. the season. Tis the mm. season, man. We just no gave away a whole boatload of pumpkins. So we, <laughs> we do a lot of this kind of stuff. It's good. It's fun All stuff. All right. Man. Jenny Dahmer, how about you when you're not uh, uh, part of the roller dolls? What do you like to be entertained by? When I'm not at home being entertained with my dogs, I would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I do help out with the Sioux Empire Pit Rescue, too. Right. So shout out to them. I foster um, for them. Um, just a little plug there. We are actively looking for some um, additional foster homes by October 23rd. We have seven lives on the line mm. coming up from Georgia looking for some additional foster homes. So if anyone's interested, um, reach out to Sioux Empire Pit Rescue mm -hmm. either online through pitrescue.org or through their Facebook page. Um, when that's not keeping me busy and roller derby's not keeping me busy, I do like all the live local music. Yeah. Um, comedy, uh, burlesque, all that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like to I like to get out and be entertained as well. So, <laughs> excellent. All right. Well, ladies, certainly appreciate your time. Appreciate what you're doing uh, with Roller Dolls for so many different uh, organizations and, and helping out. Uh, but uh, most of all, thank you. Appreciate your time to be on the Dave Holly Hour. Well, thank, yeah, you, thank you for having yeah. us. We appreciate and, it. We'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to start off with? That familiar phrase of, it's always a pleasure. This one especially. First-time guest, long-time friend, once a competitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mike Hart, uh, I tell you what, uh, you've uh, been around. Uh, a lot of people might know you from the fact that uh, you are one of the owners at Fresh Produce Advertising Agency. Yep. And a part of that, along comes with it, uh, is Ipso Gallery, where you're featuring a lot of local artists. And uh, yeah, that's, that's just right. a fantastic thing. But um, you were working at a competitor's radio station at the same time I was <laughs> up in Brookings. So we knew of each other. Yeah. And then a multiple friend, or multiple, um, a mutual friend, was uh, concerned for some things that were happening in my life mm -hmm. and put me together with you and Justin Vanderwater. Yeah. And... Uh, Things changed for the better after meeting you guys. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was wonderful the way that uh, you know everything works out. 
in the right time and so forth. But, uh, you know, so you started off, uh, you were doing some radio yeah. uh, in college and so forth. Yeah. Um, what made you go big time on the advertising agency, though? Well, so I have to back up a little bit there because my my foray into radio and advertising was was a little bit by accident. I was up at SDSU and I was uh, studying initially. I went up there to be a doctor. I was studying microbiology. Well, obviously, I didn't do that. I get <laughs> I get a few years in. I start being an RA in Benoise Hall, uh, interacting with college kids and just just love the electricity of a college campus. So I changed my degree because I thought, you know, I didn't realize that you could make a living working on a college campus. So instead of helping patients, I was going to help college kids. So mm -hmm. I changed my degree to undergraduate, uh, my undergraduate degree to human development, family studies. I stuck around at SDSU and got my master's in counseling. And as I was wrapping up school, I, I needed something to fill my time because after being an RA and after working for UPC, I just needed something. And one day I was walking across campus and very randomly, just on a whim, I, I went into the student union. I went down to KSDJ. And uh, at the time, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Dan Fullock, who was the program director. And I said, hey, Dan, could I could I be on the radio? And he's like, well, have you ever done anything like this? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And he's like, well, a guy just quit. Can you do Wednesday <laughs> two to four? And uh, he's like, we got this training deal next week. So I, I signed up. And so Wednesdays two to four, I started doing college radio. And uh, so that was like February of, of 96. Fast forward a few months, the, the radio station, which was right. in the old train depot, got purchased. They were looking for people. They actually came down to hire Dan. But Dan had taken a uh, an internship out in California. And, and uh, they asked, uh, well, is there anyone else on the station that you would recommend? And Dan was kind enough to give me a recommendation. And so that was my foray into radio. Um, and I spent time doing that as I wrapped up my, my masters and, and then I had a boss that was a real good salesman and he said, Hey, you ought to stick around. You're, you're great on the air and, uh, you should try selling radio ads. And, and so I went from thinking I was going to help patients to helping college kids to now helping business owners, you know, come up with smart, creative ideas that would help them grow their business through radio. And, and that was my foray into the advertising business. Well, interesting how it all took place because, you know, you obviously hadn't been working at the student station very long. No. You're the one that gets the recommendation. So <laughs> I take I it lucky. you were doing okay at it. Uh, now, let's see, you know, uh, because I was up in the area uh, mm -hmm. during those same years, 95 to 2000. Yep. Um, now at uh, KBRK, we still had a lot of records to spin on the AM. Mm -hmm. so we were doing that over on the 9102. Slip okay, and yeah, records, old yeah, school. I know it. Old yeah. school is fun. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel sorry. You know, it, it's great what they have for technology now. Yeah. Uh, for doing broadcast, especially radio. Um, but it's also sad because it means there's not many people employed in it anymore. Right. Uh, but I feel for those that never had to learn how to spin a record backward. Right. Never had to time themselves up to the top of the hour to catch the network news. Yeah, there, there's so much missing in that regard in the education of it. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of it was kind of a visceral experience back then. I mean, you were slip queuing records, you were grabbing carts and writing carts and you were you were tearing news off of the wire and you were reading yeah. it off a of paper. And like, I don't know, there was something really, really magical about it. I'm glad I I caught the tail end of that, but I'm really glad I did. Yeah. You know, a fun times that they were, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Uh, and then so we got to know each other and then all of a sudden here you are at uh, Fresh Produce, and, and how did that come to be what it is today? I mean, you guys are a very vital advertising agency in this town. 
And uh, it doesn't just happen by saying, hey, let's let's have a fun name for an advertising agency. <laughs> so first of all, yeah. how did the name come about? Yeah. And then take us through the growth and what it has meant. Well, it's, it's kind of connected to the previous story about radio, because as I was working at the radio station in Brookings, um, along comes my business partner. He wasn't my business partner then, but Ted mm-hmm. Aaron was a little bit younger than me. Uh, we actually met. I knew who he was, and I think he knew who I was, but we, we met each other in capers which was like the variety right. act you yeah. know up there yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. it was a specific skid actually we were we were doing a spoof on the titanic and i was a james cameron and he was leonardo dicaprio i remember it <laughs> quite vividly um but but after that he he had mentioned that he was a journalism major and he was looking for an internship and so i connected him with my boss he ends up getting this internship kind of turns that into a job we start working together at the radio station mm-hmm. in brookings and it didn't take us long to start thinking about well boy you know there's there's a real opportunity to do good creative on the radio because the way that the model worked then, and I think still largely works now, is a lot of the salespeople are responsible for coming up with the creative right. and bless their hearts. But since they work on a 100% commission, they don't spend the time on the creative, yeah. which is why you don't necessarily <laughs> hear the best together. creative. Yeah, they slap it together. Yeah. What did we do um, last year? Okay, yeah. let's <laughs> do, do that, that again. again. Change yeah. the dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of that. And so we started thinking about what if we created a partnership with all these small market radio stations and we'd be the back of the house creative department and and we could write and produce all the radio ads so that salespeople could focus on sales and we would just do the creative and so that idea kind of just kept you know percolating and and we kept coming back to it after we had both left brookings and landed in in sioux falls we both worked in separate jobs for a little while he is a writer me in the restaurant business um but we came back together and because we had a couple of old clients from our brookings days that that came and said hey could could you come up with some ads for us? And so we we started doing it uh, with a makeshift studio in my basement. So the name Fresh Produce actually came from fresh radio production, mm-hmm. fresh production, fresh produce. Um, so definitely a nod to our radio roots, definitely a nod to our uh, our rural roots. He's a Beersford kid. I'm a Brandon kid. Yeah. Um, and so we just thought, yeah, that that really works for us. And th- uh, at that time, you know, a lot of the firms here in town were people's names. Exactly. And and we decided, well, we don't want it to be about us. Right. We want it to be more about the ideas. So yeah. that's that's it, how the well, name was born. And that and that's how Fresh Produce was born. So it's definitely connected to the radio experience. But you guys have grown tremendously. I, w- I would say exponentially uh, in this time frame. Mm-hmm. What do you would uh, what do you think has done that specifically when it comes to your clients going well, this fresh produce place, it's, it's rocking. Yeah. Boy, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that are related to that. Um, but here's one, uh, one thing that has never changed from the beginning. And it, it was inspired. Well, like I told you, we, we loved, we loved coming up with ideas and, and one of our, one of our values, we call them mystic truths, by the way. Um, one of our mystic truths is everything connects to ideas and every process we've created, every person that we've hired as we've moved into different facilities, the, the, the places that we're in, everything's connected back to how do we keep coming up with, with really, really great vibrant ideas. So first it started with that spark of, we're not going to settle for, for what we consider to be, you know, average or, or what everyone else is doing. We really want to stand apart. We want to do something different. And then as we started to mature, we started coming up with processes that really helped us consistently deliver those ideas time and time again. Um, first, it was on projects, and then it expanded to 
to brands. And, and now I feel that we, we play a real strategic role with our clients. They're coming to us because they have big creative challenges that they're trying to solve. And we can consistently do that with, with really great processes and, and really great people, but that are inspired by these mystic truths. So you really went from being copywriters to marketing executives then. Yeah. Yeah. The way it was sort of divided up at the beginning and, and there was lots of overlap here, but, but by and large, Ted was doing creative direction and writing. Um, and I was, I was doing a lot of the account service and sales and then production. Like we, and we both did that where we were actually mm -hmm. creating the radio ads and, and then slowly, but surely we started to collaborate with others, uh, whether it was photography or videography, website programming, graphic design, you, you name it. Um, and, and so we were able to do more, even though at that time it was still just Ted and I that were employed by Fresh Produce. And slowly but surely over time, very intentionally, we've been bolting people on in that same collaborative spirit. But now we, we employ 16 people and we still collaborate with a lot of folks outside our walls. And our, and our hope is to, to even grow that a little bit. So. Do you remember the first quote unquote creative ad you came up with for a client? Um, the very first ad that we worked on um, was for North Dakota Long Distance, NDLD. And <laughs> I, I don't remember all the specifics, but I do remember at one point uh, it was about talking you know, translating and talking with a dog. And I remember at one point, like Ted was barking into the microphone and we were like making these dog noises, <laughs> but it was a really funny ad. I remember like they, they got a real charge out of it, but it was for North Dakota long distance years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so what about the employees? Those are 16 people that work for you. They obviously uh, um, want to be creatives and mm -hmm. do the same thing you do. Right. This has to be, you know, we'll, we'll play off uh, and we'll have a pun from fresh produce it has to be fresh to them, doesn't it? That they get to come in and interview at a place that wants ideas. Right. And, uh, you know, your resume, uh, especially in the beginning, might not have a lot on it. So then they get to expunge on everything they want to do. Yeah. yeah I would think that, that that just keeps everything, once again, fresh for you guys, too. Yeah. I, you know, Ted and I and, and the team, we've all worked really intentionally to try to attract you know, the best and brightest and most vibrant creative talent. Um, and that takes a lot of dedication and work, frankly. It, it would be easy um, to just kind of take whoever and, you know, fill roles, but but we're very intentional about it. And there's been a couple of things that's re that have that have evolved that have really helped us with that. One is our is our sort of curated internship experience. We call it famous. Mm -hmm. And every summer we hire an account service intern, a writing intern and a graphic design intern. And they are a little agency within our agency almost. I mean, we're we're coaching and mentoring them, but they are going out and they're procuring their own business and they're going through all the hard conversations and they're pitching the work and they're getting multiple projects over the finish line every summer. Because I remember when we were when we were coming up with the idea, so many internships are like, well, you know, you, you get it and then you're just organizing the supply closet or um, and, and we didn't want it to be like that. We wanted mm -hmm. it to be as real world as it could possibly be. And um, and we've we've done that. And and slowly but surely, we've been able to attract talent from literally around the country. Last year, we were um, well, two years in a row now, we've had an intern from Kansas. Um, uh, two years ago, we had people applying from Notre Dame and from Penn State and from down in Austin and, and from around the country. People are really starting to seek it out. And so for us, it's about finding the very best and brightest uh, creative talent. And then just a few years ago, outside of that internship experience, which is a learning opportunity and a student experience, we created an apprenticeship 
in our business. And we can have that on the account service side, or maybe it could be for media, or right now we have a, a creative apprentice focused on writing, uh, who was our intern last summer, but now has forayed into this full-time apprenticeship. So those are, those are some of the ways that we've been able to continue to attract and keep some of the best and brightest. Yeah. When the two of you came up with this, was it a, uh, first of all, a tough pitch to uh, loved ones? <laughs> and, and second of all, what about in the bank? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, you know, we weren't, so keep in mind, I mean, we, we started uh, in 2004. So at that time, Mike was 28 and I think Ted was 25. <laughs> so really we're just kids, right? Um, but I, I was recently married. I, I had gotten married um, that the year, the summer before. And um, I remember it, it was a bit challenging. I remember talking with my wife, Jen, and we, we had lots of conversations about it. I said, this isn't gonna be easy. She had just made a transition too. We had, I mean, we hadn't been in Sioux Falls that long, but, but I think there's enough here. I think it's gonna be worth it. And so we discussed it. Not only did we discuss it, but we discussed it with my mom and, and her folks. We're like, hey, we might, we might need a little support. I just, mm -hmm. we, we didn't know. But we had those conversations, everyone agreed, and so um, that went well. I remember Ted, <laughs> Ted recounts a story where he was telling his mom and dad, uh, Ted was not married at the time, uh, he got married a little bit later, but he was talking to his folks about it, and his dad just tried to talk him right out of it, like, oh, that sounds like a crazy idea, it'll never work. Um, which is funny, because I, I always think uh, of his dad now, and I, I'm like, I, I think he's pretty proud of what, yeah, what Ted's accomplished. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was kind of a tough sell as it relates to the bank. Um, you know, a lot of it we bootstrapped. Like I said, I, I had some sound gear. I had, I had been DJing some weddings. I've mm -hmm. been doing a little bit of recording for like middle school choirs and things like that. So I, I had just enough stuff to make sort of a, a studio in my basement. But when we wanted to get out of the basement, we, we moved into a space out in Brandon initially. Um, all the renovations were done by us and our friends. Uh, we, so we, we really bootstrapped that. And, and so we needed a little bit of money from, from the bank to get you know, computers and some gear. I remember the loan was for $24,000, which at the time seemed like a wow. ridiculous amount yeah, of money um, to get some furniture and to get some computers. But, uh, but yeah, I worked with Randy Zenick, who no longer lives in town at the time. He was with Home Federal Bank and he took a chance on us. And Randy, through all those early years, was a, was, was a real confidant and helped mm -hmm. us a ton uh, as we got off the ground. Yeah. So, uh, who was a mentor to you in this besides Tom Coughlin? Huh. Um, you know, I've had a, I've had some really great mentors along the way. When I when I left radio in Brookings, well, I should mention Tom Coughlin. Tom was my boss at the mm -hmm. radio station up there, and I learned a ton from Tom. But when I let when I left radio and came down to Sioux Falls, I worked for the guy that I worked for in high school, Daryl Vanderesh, who was the owner of the Brandon right, Pizza yeah, Ranch. Pizza ranches. Um, so I had worked for him. I started working for him when I was sixteen. I worked for him as an hourly employee, you know, through through college. But then when I came back, he was looking to expand a little bit, and he gave me a chance at the management level to do marketing and operations. And then I would pitch him for some of the managers too. So I was operationally involved as well. And I just I learned a ton from Daryl. I mean, the the one thing, a couple of things about Daryl that I appreciate is, a, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who worked harder. Like he was willing to do any job. Um, in fact, I, I specifically remember one time it was a Sunday and I would always work like open to close on Sundays in high school. And I came in and there was this horrible mess in the bathroom and he's cleaning <laughs> it up. And, and I was like, well, I can do, I can do that, Daryl. And he's like, nope. He's like, I'm, I'm already working on it. I'll do it. All I ask is that you remember the next time I ask you to do it, right. I was willing yeah. to. 
and I, and, I, and it's hung with me my whole life. Yeah. Like here he did this really undesirable job and, and he could have easily just said, okay, you're here, you do this now. Um, and I always appreciated that about him. I also loved the fact that he was, he was always trying to innovate. You know, we would talk about everything coming up to, uh, coming, connecting to ideas even though it was a pizza place and you can think to go delivery, you know, he was, he was dreaming up ideas and trying new things, whether it was how we prepared things or how we marketed things or, and, uh, and I learned a lot from him in, in that regard. So in, in terms of early, uh, early employment, I would say he's a, he's a big mentor of mine. I've had a few other great mentors through the 20 years I've been involved with fresh produce too. Right. You know, sure. And and then of course music too. Well, first, before we move into music, yeah. Ipso Gallery. Yeah. How long has that been a part of Fresh Produce? So when we were out in Brandon, we did not have like a, a specific gallery space, but we started talking about our creative process. And our creative process, Ted, Ted's wife, Liz, is a, is a painter. And so it was after I think Ted was, he had been teaching a class at SDSU. He referenced this movie Pollock, if you've ever seen mm -hmm. it. It's a great movie. Um, and we started talking about how a creative process is really relatable to like preparing to paint where you, you stretch a canvas and you prep a canvas and you, and you begin to sketch on it and then you, you paint this beautiful picture. And so we took some of that language and, and so we were like, boy, we, we can learn so much from other people's creative process. So when we started thinking about our space in Sioux Falls and we moved um, from Brandon to Sioux Falls in November of 08, we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to have a gallery in our space? And so we started dreaming about that. When we moved into the Gorley building downtown, we, we had more space than we needed. And so we just started imagining what that would look like. And our, uh, some friends at Perspective Architecture who were doing other work in the building at the time came alongside us and, and helped us dream up Ipso. Now, then everyone always asks me, now, why did you name it Ipso Gallery? Um, we went through a naming convention. We tried to just come up with a really interesting, you know, evocative name that we could that we could get behind, and that was the one that bubbled up through the process. There, there's not any special meaning behind it. Um, <laughs> we just thought it was really cool. How it was four letters, really simple, memorable. Um, so, so Ipso Gallery was born, and for us, it really is twofold. One, uh, we get to learn about creative process. We get to learn from these other artists that display their work there and continue to sharpen the sh sword for us. But it's also a really great part of our marketing. It's how we invite people into our space and um, it's how people can get to know us in a, in a different and unique way. Yeah. And uh, you, you always have uh, great shows going on there when you do have the shows, uh, especially uh, Cody Hendricks uh, very recently. I love his stuff. He was on the show um, oh, half a year ago, maybe. Oh, awesome. And it was just a fun to, you know, talk about everything that he does in his regular job at the Washington Pavilion as a, a curator. And then he's got his own place over in Laverne. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to, to see it, you know, you get the chance and man, he does some interesting stuff. And, you know, yeah. his, his uh, idea with the 12 and everything. Yep. I just uh, loved that. And yeah. uh, so it, it's always fun uh, to go in, even if you don't know who the artist is. But here's the best part about that. You're usually going to get a chance to speak to the artist if you'd like. Yeah. 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 They're, they're always there. They're always willing to have yeah. those conversations. I, it's a really disarming environment from that yes. standpoint. Um, kind of gets you like right up front and center and, and it's really accessible. And I think that's what I like about it. Because sometimes, you know, when you travel to big cities, you go to galleries and everything sort of feels off limits, mm -hmm. even though it's beautiful. Um, I think Ipsos is like the opposite of that. Everything is very accessible, including the artists. All right. Speaking of artists, you are one in your own right uh, <laughs> when it comes to drumming and percussion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of mentors, last week I ran into one of yours. 
Jim McKinney was oh. in town having lunch, and I was having lunch with somebody, and uh, stopped him, and he says, well, hey, you know, he, yep. and uh, uh, I said something about the podcast. He says, oh, yeah. He says, you're over 150 episodes now, aren't you? So I was like, okay, you know, he's, <laughs> he's paying attention, too. <laughs> and need to get him on sometime. Yeah, but, you would be a really man, fun you, conversation. You, you talk often about him. Yeah. What was it about Jim McKinney from SDSU that you feel was uh, great in, in forming you as a percussionist and a drummer? Yeah, boy, you know, there's there's a there's again a little bit of a run up to that because I was a little bit late to that party because in fifth grade when everyone joins band, I mm-hmm. I was living in Mankato at the time and I started on trumpet and it and it just didn't go well. We ended up moving away. I, now we were down in Brandon and I was in junior high, but. I, I really didn't want to play trumpet. Um, when I was in Mankato, they just suggested, well, maybe you should play tuba. And I didn't want to play tuba. And I get down here and I talk to the band director. Well, you know, and I wanted to play drums because my old buddy from, from Mankato played drums. And they're like, well, we don't need drummers. Well, we need is tuba players. And I'm like, no, I can't get away from it. I'm not going to play tuba. So I, I started taking lessons. Um, and actually, one of my early teachers was Eric Levan. Eric has since passed away. Um, due to cancer complications from cancer but but eric was uh, teaching at augie at the time and i just learned i learned a ton from eric um and he really encouraged me he, he was uh, he had high expectations and he could be a little intimidating at times but he really pushed me to get further faster so when i was going into my sophomore year of high school so this is the end of my freshman year i just signed up for band and they're like well you can't just sign up for band we got to know if you're able to do some chops but i had taken some lessons obviously and uh i was able to do that audition and i came in kind of middle of the pack and then and then i really had some great um there were a lot of wonderful percussionists in Brandon, but one in particular who was in my class, Derek Hengeveld. Oh, you yeah. You know Derek from Spooncat. He plays yeah. with the Hag Brothers, Holiday Jam. Holiday Jam, yeah. Um, but Derek and I were in the same class out in Brandon, um, and he had been playing since fifth grade, and he was just an incredible encourager, too, um, and just an incredible player, so I could kind of watch and learn. And so I, I felt like a friendly competition with Derek. We became dear friends, and he really pulled me along through high school, um, and it was at the end of high school where he was going to SDSU. Some of my other Brandon friends were going to SDSU. But I'll never forget meeting Jim McKinney for the first time. I was in All-State Band my senior year. We were playing in the Corn Palace. And here comes this sort of, you know, over-the-top, yeah. gregarious Southern guy. <laughs> like, hey, man. Oh, and he, he knew my name. He knew my mom's name. He, like, he, he knew everything about me. It was the strangest thing. I, you'd probably be concerned today. Um <laughs> But he was just so charismatic, and 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 obviously the the talent level for the Pride of the Dakotas at the time they they were going out, they were performing at field shows. So I knew some other people that were Inaugurations. there. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it was easy to see and get excited about. Um, so I went up there and I started doing drumline. Then I ultimately started taking lessons with McKinney. Um, and and McKinney was a a very different kind of teacher, but he he was able to. He was really able to help me kind of fill in a lot of my blind spots. I, I was I was good at playing like drums, you know, in terms of snare drum or drum set. But he but he helped expand my knowledge there. But then he introduced more on timpani and keyboard instruments like marimba and started to backfill a lot of my spots that were weaker. Um, and he did it in a way that was really it wasn't condescending. It wasn't like, oh, you should be better than you are. He, he was just like met me where I was at and he just kept encouraging me to get better. But I'd say the biggest thing was 
he, he encouraged me to stay involved because as, as college got busier, there came a point where I was like, I, I think I got to let marching band go. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it just felt like maybe one more thing. And, and, and he came back and he just, he wooed me to stay. Um, and I'm so glad he did because that was, I'll never forget that was fall of 96. And then, um, the, the young man who was our section leader at the time ended up leaving to student teach and I became section leader just in time to go out to Bill Clinton's inaugural. inaugural. Yeah. So, so I got to like be the, the section leader for all of 97 and 98 until I graduated with my master's in May of 99. And that leadership experience was really pivotal for me. And he, and he gave me that chance. Yeah. Uh, remarkable guy. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I've ever seen him without a smile. Yeah. <laughs> just, he's a fun dude to be around. Yep. That is for and sure. And still an incredible player. <laughs> yeah. yep. Yep. Uh, some of the bands you uh, played with, though, you know, I, I sadly miss uh, Main Avenue Warehouse. Yeah, I know. I oh. know. I, I, all of us that were in that band did. Um, I'll, I'll back up, though. You know, some of my, my earliest uh, band memories in high school and, and, and early, early college and then later in college, I played with... Uh, Eric Miller and Aaron Miller. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we jammed together in high school and never really formalized anything until later. Uh, it was about 99. We, we started Band From Earth. And from 99 to about 2006, um, we played together in sort of a progressive rock band, mm-hmm. just a three piece, uh, recorded two full length albums. Uh, played a ton of shows and, and just had a blast. And I, and I will always look back at, at, at that time and those guys and um, those two are incredible musicians, incredible musicians. And that was a um, that was a really wonderful time for me. And, and my hope would be to someday make music with them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we get married, kids come along and just got it got harder and harder to do that. So it took a little bit of a break. Um, and then was trying to figure out, okay, how, to, you know, I, I, I want to stay involved, you know, as, as Band From Earth was sort of winding down. Um, I was talking with my friend Tim Easter about maybe doing a cover band where you could play a little bit more frequently at clubs and stuff like that. So Tim and I started working on an 80s project that didn't quite get off the ground. But ultimately, Tim went back to Bart Brost, who he had played in Northern Accent with years ago. And lo and behold, we started a new band called Undercover. And, and we started as a four piece with our sound guy, Todd. We, we then added um, Bob, who's the other, he was the backup drummer at the beginning, but now we added percussion and he, he does acoustic and harmonica and sing. So we, we added sort of that fifth spot on stage. And then ultimately we got Nick Sittig, we added him to the band and moved Tim Easter over to lead guitar. So now we're six people on stage with Todd as our sound guy. So we've, we've never, no one's ever left the band. We've only added one guy, Nick. And we've been together almost 17 years now, wow. which is a which is an incredible run. We were just uh, trading texts today about, hey, when are we going to rehearse? We got to start working on new material for 2023, and um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, just the kind of camaraderie and and uh, music we've made. But you mentioned Main Avenue Warehouse too. It was a funk band. Uh, Chris Miller, uh, who was the choir director over Mitchell, played guitar and sang in that band. Uh, we had an incredible horn section, incredible mm-hmm. rhythm section. Honestly, and I'm not trying to be self-deprecating here because I think everyone in that band was was trained to be a musician like they went to school for music except for me um so i was always you I held always, your own yeah i, 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 I saw like you many times I was, you I held was, your own they, they they again i learned a lot through that experience um but just incredible players. But when Chris uh, took an, an, another teaching job in Wheaton, Illinois, when he left, we decided, you know what, going to be yeah. too tough to try to fill that role. So we decided to, that been to a pump tough the brakes. Yeah, yeah. But, 
But should he ever move back, <laughs> I think that uh, you know, which is still maybe my hope. I you would definitely <laughs> then see it's us become a, a yeah. scene out of the Blues Brothers, yeah. <laughs> the band. We're we we the get band the band back together. together. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to uh, 2003. Was it that you recorded two full length? Albums, well, it was or, between it was between '99 and yeah. uh, 2006. And 2006, yeah. okay. What did you record them on? Was there software by then? Yeah, there was. There, there was at that point. Yep. Um, the first one we worked with Mike Drash, uh, oh yeah, Studios. Um, and the second one we now worked, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, now good. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The second one was with John Hag, one of the Hag yeah. boys, and we recorded it live on stage at the Pack in Brookings, the Performing Arts Center, uh -huh. which was a really awesome uh, experience too. And so, yeah, two two different engineers, two different sort of styles, but both times we were recording it digitally, and then mm -hmm. yeah, we put it out. At that time, we were still putting them out on CDs. CDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have about 200 that I'm looking to do something with. <laughs> All right. Mike, it has been a pleasure uh, getting to, to chat with you and have you on the show for the first time. Uh, you know, the, my final two questions are always this. And mm -hmm. uh, question number one sometimes already answers number two. But uh, when you're not a part of the creative scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Entertained by? Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, if I'm not participating, I, I my go to, you know, I'm looking for live music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that would be my that would be my first that would be my first go to, I think, whether whether my friends are playing or not. But I probably I, I'm probably gravitating gravitating towards um, gigs where my friends are performing. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about that. Yep. That's good. Yeah, because one thing that I have learned to love about this community when it comes to arts and entertainment collaboration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not competition. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people go out and support each other. I'll give you a great example. Uh, we went to Mighty Course and Art Players yeah. on uh, Saturday awesome. night. It was an awesome show. And over 50% of the people that were in there are fellow thespians that have either A, been at Corson or been on stage with an, one of the four actors that were on stage and it was just so great to see that. And, you know, it's not this, oh, well, let's see how somebody else does something. You know, yeah. you don't hear that. And that's just always a, such a blast to see that. And supporting local in general for anything. Speaking uh, of supporting local, one of yes. these days I got to get out and watch you do some comedy. So you keep pounding me. I want to I want to see that. The Thursday see. before Thanksgiving. Okay. November 17th at the Underground at Rayfeld's. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll I will come featured, laugh at So you. I'm in the middle. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Dresch's son, Zach, it'll be his birthday and he will be headlining that. Okay. Night. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's something to look forward yeah. to then. All right. Uh, final question then. Hobbies. Hobbies. Um, well, we kind of covered some of them. Obviously, music yeah. is a is a huge one for me, not only playing drum set and being in these bands, but, uh, but for years I was involved with marching percussion, playing and teaching it. Um, I still love the activity. I love being around it. Um, so so music is still a big one. Uh, I'm an avid role player. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since the fifth grade. No kidding. Um, and, and some of the guys that I've been playing with, uh, I've been playing with a long, long time. In fact, one of the campaigns what we're actually playing on Wednesday evening, uh, we started that game January of 2014. So that's like, <laughs> um, 
So there's a real commitment to that uh, that role playing community, and and I've made some really wonderful friends through that, and it's a great way to stretch your imagination. So I would say I, there's some philanthropy and some other things that I mm-hmm. do too, but in terms of just straight up hobbies, yeah. uh, those are those are two big. That does it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike Hart, a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's my pleasure, Dave. Thanks for having me, my man. Anytime. We'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Roller Dolls Jenny Dahmer and Kapowski, and Mike Hart. Thanks to the wonderful people at Chasers, where we recorded our conversation with the Roller Dolls, and thanks to the man that put the R&R wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi, where Mike Hart was recorded. Most of all, Thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't done so so far, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 152 episodes of this show, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 